God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Your brother Jadab here with my lovely wife, Giovanna. Hello, everybody. God bless you. This is your sister, Giovanna. And this is Speaking Life, where being, being optimistic, optimistic is, is the, the better, better choice. choice. Our first episode ever, brothers and sisters. Glad you're with us today. The 7th of February 2019 episode. And for our first topic, Giovanna, what we'll be talking about. So our first topic today, the name of it is Come As You Are. And we will be touching points as in, are we good enough for God? Do I have to better myself before I surrender God? That's correct. Surrender unto God. That's correct. And so, let us get right into it today. We'll be starting with our main scripture, which is going to be Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Matthew, the first book of the New Testament in the Bible, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And I will let my wife, Giovanna, I will let Giovanna, you read it in... The King James Version. The King James Version. Then I'll read it in the New Living Translation to get a better understanding of what it says. Okay. So it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and all heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest Unto your souls, for for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Glory to God, Amen. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was in the King James version. Now I'll read it again in the New Living Translation to get a better understanding of what Jesus is saying here. Jesus speaking, as a matter of fact. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight in the New Living Translation says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Praise Amen. God. So, ladies and gentlemen, come as you are. Come as you are. That is the topic for today uh, on Speaking Life. And what made us come to this topic, what made us come to this topic was, to be honest, people that we've been hearing lately We've been hearing lately that people that say, I need to change myself. I need to change first. I need to change myself first. I need to stop drinking, stop smoking, stop doing this, that, or the other. Uh, completely before I go to Jesus. But Jesus says the exact opposite of that. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. Verse uh, 11, verse 28 through 30. He says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. As a, and as 
In other words, in other words, brothers and sisters, Jesus is saying, I want to be the one to take away that burden. I want to be the one to give you that rest. I want to be the one to change your life. I want to be the one to transform you. That's why he says, come to me, as in come exactly as you are. Mm -hmm. Come as you are with all your heavy burdens, with all your troubles. That is what God is asking you to come. Um, he doesn't ask you or he does not require you to better yourself before you surrender unto him. And also, um, this is also for the ones that have stopped going to church as well. If you have stopped going to church, has stopped completely um, walking your path of faith or faith or continue your faith in God, this is also for you. Um, because the Bible also says we will fail seven times, yet God will still pick us up. And that. That sounds a little bit funny. And I don't mean funny as in jokingly funny. It sounds funny as in... It sounds weird for the Bible to say only seven times. But when the Bible says... And when when Jesus says that the just will fall seven times. And seven times he will pick him up. Or seven times the just will fall, the, the righteous will fall, if you will, and seven times God will pick him up, Jesus will pick him up. It doesn't literally mean seven times. The Bible is not speaking of literally seven times. The Bible is speaking in the sense of, of no matter how many times you, you fall, Jesus will still lift you up. Jesus will still pick you up from the ground that you're in. From the filth, from the mud that you're in, from the burdens that you have. Mm -hmm. And the reason it has, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, the reason the Bible says seven is because seven is the perfect number of Jesus, the perfect number of God. We all know seven as the quote unquote perfect number. But it's also the perfect number of God. And that's why the Bible says seven times the, the righteous will fall, the just will fall. But it's not talking about literally only seven times. It's talking about no matter how many times you fall, God will still pick you up with his love. Amen. And we all have what. Well, the ones that have been walking this faith path, this path of faith for a while, we have been through that. Especially me. I have been through that and throughout my life, I have, if I'm not mistaken, nine years serving God. And I've failed Him. But every situation, every occasion where I failed Him and I didn't want to pick myself up... Or I felt like I wasn't worthy to go on to him. He showed up in, in every occasion um, 
it's not that I, I that I say that I've heard his voice, but through people, through messages, through his word, through anything, it could be anything through nature. He Amen. can use anything in nature, anything. He can use anything to speak Amen. into your life that he that he still loves you, that he finds you worthy. As a matter of fact, God uses nature many times to compare uh, something with something else. God uses nature many times to allow us to focus, allow us to wake us up, allow us to see how much he loves us. God uses nature and God uses not only nature but many things as my wife was just saying. He uses many things to try to get our attention. Many things to try to to put us on the right path. Amen. So what we need to remember ladies and gentlemen is God wants you exactly as you are. Amen. God wants you exactly to come to Him exactly as you are. And people always think, Am I good enough? We, a question that's been asked many times. I've even asked that question before. Am I good enough? Am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? To go to Jesus, to go to God, ladies and gentlemen, and and ask Him for forgiveness. Am I worthy enough? But the Bible says none of us are worthy. None of us are worthy of His love. None of us are worthy of of, ladies and gentlemen, His mercy. John even says, ladies and gentlemen, in Luke. 3.16 He says I baptize you with water But someone who is coming Soon who is greater than I am So much greater than I'm not even worthy to be his slave And untie the straps of his sandals And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit And with fire Think about that John says I'm not even worthy to be his slave Let alone Worthy enough to be near him. But he still baptizes us. He still loves us. He still shows us his love. He still came and died for us, ladies and gentlemen. He still came and died for you. He still came and, and died and resurrected for you. Amen. God loves you no matter the situation you are in. All he wants from you is for you to surrender unto him and give him all your burdens in exchange for you. In exchange for your burdens, he will give you blessings. Of course, blessings usually don't come easy as we think because we usually have to go to, through trials. But uh, but God does does give you blessings. And... A few examples of God's mercy and love that even if our lowest points where we fail him, he still picks us out of that situation and he still uses our fell, our fall, our low point for his glory. 
and a few examples is David. Um, of course, famous David that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, King David, he committed adultery, and yet God still, still loved him, and he didn't, he didn't let, um, he didn't let that, he didn't let David perish. He still allowed David to stay to stay on his throne as a king. And another example is Samson. Um, Samson had a few requirements, or should I say, um, limitations or obligations he had to follow uh, because he was a judge and he had to he had to. Um, how you say that? Stay holy for God. Oh, yeah. And, and as many of you know the story, Samson didn't follow those steps or instructions that he had to follow. And eventually he fell in love with Delilah. And Delilah betrayed him. And so at the very end, when he got captured by the Philistines... God gave Samson the opportunity to revenge against the Philistines. Hmm. Hmm. Think about that one. So God forgave Samson. You, you, we can say that God forgave Samson and gave him the opportunity to invade them, to invade the Philistines. Mm-hmm. Amen. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, people that don't even deserve God's forgiveness. None of us deserves God's forgiveness. But people that the Bible shows that didn't deserve God's forgiveness. David, Samson, people like them that the Bible shows that didn't deserve God's forgiveness, but still God forgave them. David even says, I don't deserve. In the book of Psalm, he says, I don't deserve. I am not worthy of his unfailing love. I am not worthy of his forgiveness. And yet God showed him he still loves him. God still loves you, ladies and gentlemen. And this also goes... To those that say or that think. To those that think that they are good enough. What do I mean by that? Those that think I'm a good person. So I'm going into heaven. Mm. I'm a good person. I give to the poor. I give to charity. I... uh, Sold all my clothes to give to charity. I did this, that, or the other. I'm a good person. So I'm definitely going to heaven. I don't need to follow Jesus. I don't need to follow God. I don't need to go to church. Because I know I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Good point. That's another topic for another day. (laughs) But good point, yeah. Good works does not save you. and And it does not... Give you a pass to heaven. No. No, it doesn't. 
but as my wife said, that's another topic for another day. So, what we're trying to say is that you do not have to wait until you're better to surrender unto God. Because that's not going to happen. We ourselves, we cannot better ourselves without God's help. Mm-mm. Um, it, it's in our human nature that we will sin, that we will m- make mistakes. And the only one that doesn't sin and that doesn't make mistakes is God. Amen. The only one that doesn't make mistakes. The only one. The Bible says that he is not a... Uh, not a man to lie and not a son of man to repent. What does that mean? He's not a man to lie and he's not the son of man to repent. As in, he doesn't regret, he doesn't repent and he doesn't lie. He is the perfect God. He is the one perfect and true God. He is, he is what the Bible calls the Alpha and the Omega. That's Hebrew, I believe, or Greek. Either Hebrew or Greek for the beginning and the end. Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. We can use that as basically A through Z. He's he's everything. He is A through Z, the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your solution is to come unto God however you are, as you are. Um, there's another scripture that is 2 Corinthians 5.17 and it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Amen. That's what happens, ladies and gentlemen. What my wife just read. That's what happens when you receive Jesus in your life. That's what happens when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. What was it? Um, Second Corinthians 5, 17. Everything else is in the past. All things are new. Mm-hmm. That's God's way of saying everything you've ever done, everything you've ever done, I've forgotten about. Everything you've done, I've thrown or I will throw when you accept Him. That's God's way of saying when you accept Jesus in your life, when you accept God in your life. I will throw away into the sea of forgetfulness. That's what the Bible calls it. The sea of forgetfulness. Everything you've ever done. All the evil. All the wickedness. All the sin you've ever committed. Mm-hmm. Amen. Everything you've ever done I will forget. And everything will become new. You will become a new creature. You will become a new, uh, uh, a new person. It's like there's no point in, and and I know we as Christians sometimes have this problem. 
because I used to have this problem a lot as a Christian. I used to be like, God, please forgive me for what I did yesterday. Even after I asked for forgiveness yesterday. <laughs> forgive me for what I did yesterday. Forgive me for what I did a few hours ago, even though I asked for forgiveness a few hours ago. And I like it when people say that God says, ladies and gentlemen, what are you talking about? And Because and, uh, I believe it. I believe that that's what God is thinking. We remind him of sins that we committed yesterday, a few hours ago, 20 minutes ago, when we asked for forgiveness right then and there. And God is probably thinking, I don't remember those sins because I've already forgotten about those sins. So don't try and remind me about those sins because I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've already forgiven you. Because we already asked him for forgiveness for those sins. Exactly. And so, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we do not need to fix ourselves first. Just like my wife said, because there's no way you're going to. Not by ourselves. Not by ourselves. Not by yourself. And there's something that just came in mind also. Also, when we come to Jesus, when we accept, when we accept Jesus, uh, not right away we let go of our habits. Mm-mm. It's not a right away thing that, ha- that happens automatically. Sometimes it is. Sometimes. Not always. Mm-hmm. But in some occasions, for some people, because I know this 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 counts for me. I know by experience that it took me through a whole process, and throughout this whole process, I've learned and I've become a better person. Because throughout every through throughout every situation, you start you learn you learn new things. You learn how, um, well. I should not learn. Your character changes. Amen. God molds your character. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Just like my wife is saying, sometimes God changes you, transforms you instantly. Instantly. You no longer want to commit sin. You no longer want to go back to alcohol. You no longer want to go back to drugs or clubbing or dancing or the bar or whatever. Sometimes it happens instantly. But I know somebody, ladies and gentlemen, I know a pastor that took about a year. He accepted Jesus in his life, but still was smoking. He was still smoking cigarettes. And it wasn't until, ladies and gentlemen, he did something that God told him to do. Because sometimes it's about obedience. Mm -hmm. Sometimes God wants you to do something before he liberates you, before he frees you of that uh, captivity, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Before he frees you of that specific thing that you keep going back to you don't want to but you keep going back to trust me I know 
before he was able to be liberated, he had to do something that he kept putting off and he kept putting off and he said, later I'll do it, later I'll do it. And God says, I want you to do this now. And about a year later that finally he said, okay, God, I'm going to do this now because you are insisting on me. God says, okay, now, since you obeyed, now I will liberate you. Now I will free you from this captivity of smoking. This uh, bad habit of smoking. And he says that he finally threw away that cigarette pack once and for all. And to this day, he has never smoked again. And that's for the glory of God. Amen. But sometimes... It does take, like my wife says, time. It does take sometimes time for God to do the rest of the miracle. Sometimes it is instant, but not all the time. So come as you are, my friend. Come as you are, because you ain't doing this by yourself. You're not going to change by yourself. The Bible says that Jesus, that God says in John 6, 37, he says, However, those that the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. Amen. You hear that word, never? I will never reject them. In other words, you go to him right now with all your burdens, with all your captivity, with your smoking, with your with your clubbing, with your bar uh, captivity. And I say captivity because those are bad habits that will keep you captive, that will keep you, you know, going back. And you don't want to sometimes. Sometimes you want to quit once and for all. And the let's okay, let's take this. Let's use this as an example. Going back to the smoking thing. You want to quit smoking. Or drinking. But right now let's use smoking. Because that's what's coming to mind right now. And I feel like saying this. I feel like I have to say this. Sometimes you want to quit smoking. You accepted Jesus. Or you accept Jesus in your life. But that... That's that cigarette pack is calling you and the 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 pat the patch is not helping. And quit and, and you quit every day and you say this time I'ma quit. The patch is gonna work and the patch doesn't help. Throwing away packages is not helping. Not going to the store is not helping because eventually you still go to the store and pack buy a pack anyway. The patch is not helping. Going to the store is not... Or not going to the store is not helping. Uh, uh, not having money is not helping. Because you'll find money somewhere. And try to buy one anyway. Yeah. Temptation is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why I call it captivity. But, ladies and gentlemen. As I said. Jesus will never reject you. That captivity will go away. Sometimes, as I said, it's obedience. Sometimes, as I said, and as my wife said, it's it takes time. It's when God is ready. It's when God wants to. Not when we want to. It's in God's time. 
It's a process. It's a process. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's a process. But once you accept Jesus, there it the Holy Spirit is in you, so there is no desire for you to sin. Amen. It's just the bad habits Amen. that we have that we feel like we have to continue. But that's why the Holy that's why the Holy Spirit is there because the Holy Spirit helps us to get rid of it. Amen. The Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, is what Jesus called our refuge. Jesus said, I will send you a refuge. I will send you a counselor. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. Jesus said, I will send you. I'm going up to heaven with my father, but I'm going to send to you a counselor. What a, what's, what's the job of a counselor? What's the job of a counselor? Someone that helps you go through something. Someone that gives you advice. Someone that that takes away a burden. Mm-hmm. Someone that you can talk to. Yeah. That's a counselor. And Jesus said, I will send you a counselor. I will send you a refuge. I will send you someone that you can talk to. Someone that you can put your, all your burdens on. And someone that will help you lift those burdens. Mm. Just like Jesus said in Matthew 11 verse 30 All your burdens will feel light because I will take all your burdens. Mm. And here's another scripture that Paul was saying to the church in Philippians chapter 1 6 and it says being confident of this very thing that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. He that has begun a good work will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Another version says will perfect it. Mm-hmm. Another version says will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That means if you accepted Jesus in your life or if you do accept Jesus in your life today and you still have that bad habit, he who started that good work of trying to take away that bad habit is going to perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, until he, until Jesus says or until God says now. Now is when you are ready. Now you will stop for once and for all that bad habit. I had a bad habit. And I'm going to say this testimony for the glory of God. I had a bad habit of watching, let's call them adult films online. I had that bad habit. Ask my wife. I had that bad habit. And I thought to myself, I don't want to do this. I don't want to keep going to this. I need to stop going to these websites and watching these adult films. 
because they're not benefiting me. As a matter of fact, it will it took me up to where my wife and I had the biggest arguments because of those. But I kept praying. I kept praying and I kept praying. And I said, Jesus, I don't know why I go back to this. I don't know why I keep going back to this. I need you to take it away from me. Because you are my savior. You are my God. You are my refuge. Your Bible, your word says that if you, that if I come to you with a burden, you will take it away. Amen. And I prayed. And for the glory of God, I haven't gone back to that for quite a while. So. You don't expect to. <laughs> yeah, no. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're saying is that no matter what you have done, no matter what it is, you're not too far gone from God. Amen. Just come unto Him. You do not need to do anything else. You just have to come unto Him. Just surrender, and God will do the rest. Mm. There it is. There's that super powerful word. Surrender. And he will do the rest. What does it mean to surrender to Jesus? To surrender to God? You know what it means? What do you mean? What happens when you surrender to an enemy? Let's say, what's hap- what happens to... When, when in an army or in a war... In a war, the enemy uh, pulls up the white flag of surrender. That means they give up. They have nowhere else to turn. They have nowhere else to go. And that might be you. Surrender to God. Because sometimes we fight against God. Sometimes we fight against God and saying... I don't want to go to God because of this, that, or the other. I don't want God in my life. I don't need God in my life. Sometimes we say that. Sometimes we think it in our hearts. I don't need God in my life. But trust me, you do, my friend. Surrender. As in, humble yourself to God. And He will do the rest. Come as you are, my friend. Come as you are. Just like Jesus said, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Amen. Praise Jesus. My friend, if you want to accept Jesus in your life today, we encourage you to do so. Do you want to do the the calling? The calling prayer. If you want to accept Jesus in your life, my friend, we encourage you to do so. A very small and simple prayer. 
Remember, you don't need and you, you're not going to be able to change before you can come to Jesus. Amen. Because that's his, that's, that's his job. Trying to change for yourself is basically taking away Jesus' job. Taking away the job of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you are trying to take away the job of God. It is his job to transform you. It is his job to change you. But if we do it on ourselves, if we try to change ourselves, like I had mentioned before, it's our human nature to go back to it. Oh, yeah. So the only way to get rid of it once and for all, even if it takes you for a whole process to get rid of it, you need you need Jesus. Amen. So we encourage you, my friend, to accept Jesus in your life. Today, right now, at this moment, Jesus is calling you. The Bible says, Here, behold, I am here knocking at the door of your heart. If you open to me, those that open to me, I will dine with him and him with me. I will feast with him and him with me. You got to open your heart to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let my wife do the calling prayer right now for those that want to accept Jesus in their life. Amen. We'll just do a simple prayer and just just follow what I say. Say Jesus Christ, I believe and I trust in you. I believe you as I believe that you are my Lord, that you are my savior. I just ask you to come into my heart to save me, to forgive my sins. I surrender unto you and for my name to be written in the book of life for I can be saved. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. My friend, if you do that small, simple prayer. And if you believe it, you believe and you trust and you believe that God will help you, that Jesus is your Lord. We believe as Christians that you have been born again. We believe that you have been entered into the family of Jesus Christ. Welcome to the family, we say. Get into a good Bible-based Christian church. That's the that's the main thing. Amen. Make it only on the Bible. No other book except the Bible. No other book except the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, can lead you to salvation. Amen. Get into a good Bible-based Christian church and make God and only God. Your number one priority in your life. And soon we will be talking about why. Why I say putting God first. Put God as your number one priority in your life. Amen. This has been Speaking Life. Where being optimistic is the the better better choice. choice. Amen. God bless ladies and gentlemen. This has been... Your brother Jarib. And your sister Giovanna. God bless. God bless you. Have a blessed day.
and a blessed night. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. This is your brother Jada coming to you for Speaking Life, where being optimistic is the best choice. On behalf of my wife, Giovanna, and I, we hope you enjoyed our first episode ever, Come As You Are, and hope it has blessed you and that all our future episodes bless you. And now we have a great announcement. Speaking Life is now listener-supported. That is correct. If this podcast has blessed you or if you think it will bless you or someone you know, you can go to anchor.fm slash speaking life and become a loyal supporter by pressing the support this podcast button. There you can choose to be a supporter for either one, five or even ten dollars a month. And if you choose ten dollars a month, you will be a big blessing for us. It will give us an extra 13% of the funds from Anchor themselves. So subscribe, like, or follow here on your favorite podcasting app and go to anchor.fm slash speaking life to become a brand new loyal supporter for our podcast for the glory of God. Remember that speaking life where being optimistic is the best choice and you can bet we are going to be optimistic and hoping that you will become a loyal supporter.